Whoa. <laughs> Wait, did we start? <laughs> yep, yep. No- That's going to be the first line of this podcast. Hey guys, out there in the audience. Hey, everyone who's not in our audience, too. Let's not exclude people. Our agent will get mad at us. Like, there could be someone playing our podcast way too loud in the gym. Someone could be accidentally listening. And that's not really our audience, but they're still listening. So, hello to you, stranger. Unintentional listeners, welcome. This is going to be quite the episode to start with for you, uh, but we hope you bear with us. Bear? Is that our next theme? We're already hinting. Hello and welcome back. And if you're new here, I'm gonna <laughs> say hi again. Hey there. <laughs> I don't Guys, know. you can't tell because of the power of editing, but that sentence took him five minutes. Probably. <laughs> this is episode 29 of the Tough Cut Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jake. And this is part three of our big bracket. In honor of that, we're going to be tweeting out <laughs> a link to uh, the video game Godzilla vs. <laughs> Three Giant Monsters. Um, uh, it was released in the 80s in Japan. Catch us on Twitch, live streaming. An entire playthrough of it. We should tweet out whoever speedruns, whoever like beats it in the fastest time, we'll shout you out. Screenshot your, your thing and uh, send it to us. We'll shout you out. If we wanted to play, if you want us to play this live on Twitch, we'll do it. The game's pretty short. Um, <laughs> just a six minute Twitch stream. <laughs> have they added Godzilla to like Fortnite yet? Um, they have. Don't they have the big lizard one? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I want like Godzilla from Destroy All Monsters. Like that's what Me I want. Me too. I want Manila. No, I don't think that sentence has ever been said. <laughs> the, true, uh, but you do have to protect him as one of your goals in Godzilla vs. Three Giant Monsters. Uh, so keep that in mind, audience. Um, but also, it's a it's a ROM of it's probably released on the NES. I don't know, man. Uh, so only play it if you own a copy, okay? Please. <laughs> <laughs> the please really saved it. You, someone was about to say "fuck you, Matthew." I'm going to do it, but then your please was so sincere. That they're going to yeah. stop. Yeah, so I'm actually going to become the number one Godzilla vs. Three Giant Monster speedrunner. So see if you can beat our time. <laughs> With that coming at you in today's episode, we've got <laughs> Pacific Rim versus Cheaper by the Dozen and Destroy All Monsters <laughs> versus Claudio the Chance of Meatballs. Hilarious sentence. Wow. That's, that I can for sure say has never been said before. <laughs> yeah, probably not. What the what the heck are we doing here, Alex? If you've never seen our show before, we make movie brackets and we talk about the movies. And the bracket theme this time is big, big movies, big, big things in big movies. Um, Papa John's. <laughs> sometimes just in the title. Um, I don't think any of those movies moved on. though. No, they they're didn't. gone now. They're dead. They don't exist anymore. Our podcast kills movies. Uh, that's that's what we do. That's our new tagline. We're. We're all about murder. We say that the podcasts go and live off in a farm, but that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry you have to find out this way. <laughs> Big reveals on the Tough Cut podcast. Why did that? That um, really tickled my tickled my fancy. That really tickled my peach. That really tickled my other fruit. Anyway, your peach sounds like a really interesting euphemism. I like tickled my grapes. Uh, I did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Guys, uh, spoiler warning, we're going to be spoiling these movies and also, I guess, idioms. <laughs> Spoiled not in like a, in like a, oh, you've never heard this before, but in a, oh, I never want to hear that again kind of way. Well, I'm excited. Let's, uh, let's get it going. Let's get it started. Huh? Ha. Let's get it started in here. Wait, will we get, will this get demonetized? Just kidding. It's not monetized. Well, it's, it's not monetized. <laughs> we don't have a sponsor. Other than that ball shaving company that keeps asking us to use hey, their products. Hey, we checked out your account, and it looks perfect for our content. <laughs> Did they just, like, take one look at, like, my, my outline and be like, that dude looks hairy? <laughs> there were, like, three guys making a podcast? Mmm, sounds like ball shaving is a perfect fit. Uh, needless to say, we're not sellouts yet. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, we don't shave our balls. <laughs> Audience has to find that out for themselves. Smooth as a grape down there. <laughs> no, please, God, no. Jake, would you like to start by introducing your movie in our first matchup? Yeah, dude. My movie to move on is the movie to end all movies. <laughs> uh, Cheaper by the Dozen by Sean Levy, 2003. Guys, it's about... <laughs> It's about a big family. What more do you want from me? Steve Martin, big family. Uh, uh, the the girl who was in the Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott video, music video. These guys probably don't get that reference for, for everyone else who did. Shout out to you. It's just big family. They, you know, a, a father has to be like, oh, God, I got a lot of kids. What do I do? It's the opposite of that trope where it's like, oh, God, I'm a big man. How am I going to take care of these kids? And that's the movie. Wow, Jake. Yeah. Did I sell it well? Do you, do you yeah. think your significant other would be would be happy with <laughs> the way I described Cheaper by the Dozen? I think she would. I I don't know how worthwhile this this whole half of the episode is going to be because I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to vote for Cheaper by the Dozen either way. That's going up against Pacific Rim. Big robots, big monsters, big ocean trench, big friendship. Big friendship by Del Toro. Such a lovely human being. That we know of. Seems I, was, like he is. I was saying uh, I was saying he is a lovely being. I was saying we don't know if he's a human being. That is true. Um, I've never met him. Um, time, that time. we know of was so ominous. <laughs> big big intrigue on the Tough Cut podcast. Tiny Makomori on set called him Totoro-san. Yeah. Um, because she couldn't <laughs> pronounce his name. Um, which I think is the That's cutest so thing ever cute. that he's like, just call me this. It's adorable. Remember when Charlie Day said, guess who's back, you one-eyed bitch? <laughs> so something that's recently come to my attention about Pacific Rim. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Why? Aren't you just, <laughs> no, keep going. The way you going. just brushed past Jake. <laughs> uh, keep going, keep going. There is a several hundred thousand word long fan fiction. <laughs> like sexy fan fiction? A little bit. Maybe. Right. I haven't read it. Um, mm, lies. About- <laughs> lies detected. <laughs> he hasn't read it. He wrote it. <laughs> you're you're right between we there's so much time has passed between last episode and this one <laughs> that yes I wrote a several hundred thousand word fan fiction about the two scientists in Pacific Rim. Dude. Wow, it makes me so happy that that's what the fan fiction is about. I was expecting it to be pretty cringe, uh, but that that makes me no, happy. They had the most romantic chemistry, I'd say. <laughs> Low key, they kind of did. High key. Yeah. Reminds me of Promare, rest in peace. Yeah. 
Because it's been like a week since we talked about that. It has been. And I have been sullen about it. I have uh, sent many (laughs) Snapchats to Jake and Alex of just me looking sad. And they've all been like very sexually suggestive too i don't His know sorrow. He, I mean, he's just been in that <laughs> mental space of writing sexy fan fiction you know yeah he's yeah wow that's kind of beautiful i want to be in that headspace and it's even more on the nose because apparently this fan fiction grapples with a lot of a lot of heavy subject matter in terms of mental health and things like that for you know Two science guys from Pacific Rim. <laughs> Matt, I love how you're saying apparently. We've already established that you wrote this man. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Charlie Day said, guess who's back, you one-eyed <laughs> God, that's so funny. You know, cheaper by the dozen made it past the first round, right? Yeah, it did against the big sick. Let's talk about <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. It's, Wait, it's go back uh, to our conversation about the big sick. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're asking us to do? Is just talk about the big sick? <laughs> no, just, just cheaper by the dozen. You know, the more I've thought about it over these past couple of weeks, the more I'm like, I, this has happened before on the tough cut. I think I mm-hmm. like cheaper by the dozen too. More than I <laughs> How many times are you gonna say that? And I really need to vet these movies like this before I pick them. No joke, Cheaper by the Dozen 2 is really good. I just I've love Eugene Levy. Like uh, is he enemy dad? Yes. Yeah. Is he also even dad? Bigger family dad? family. Yeah. Even bigger family? Damn. Actually, I think his family's smaller, but it is a big uh. family. I think it's mm-hmm. like nine. So cheap. The first cheaper by the dozen is sort of like the superhero setup movie. Cheaper by the dozen two is when the big threat gets introduced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eugene yeah. Levy plays Thanos, and it's pretty, pretty <laughs> inspired casting, if I do say so myself. He has a great grape sack chin. What we talked about grapes a lot. <laughs> do you think grapes will follow us? Do you think Hanes will follow us? Do you remember those Hanes underwear commercials where they like? Do you mean? Do you mean Fruit of the Loom? Which is uh, the one that has grapes on it? Well, don't, d- <laughs> I know my underwear, Jake. Well, no, isn't it like bought by Haynes? Doesn't Haynes own Fruit of the Loom? I don't oh, fucking know, dude. Yeah, Haynes is a is a a big company. That yeah. owns other other smaller brands. Let's talk more that's about how, Haynes. That's how the underwear industry works. Hey guys, my fiance works in the under, underwear industry, so I know a lot about how brands are owned by other brands. Uh, and they do all the work. And how does that tie into Pacific Rim, do you think? Um, well, it doesn't tie into Pacific Rim, but it, it did tie into Big Man Japan. What company do you think made those big undies? Big Man Japan uh, we're, isn't we're even just talking about in all this anymore. We're just talking about all, not only is Big Man Japan not in this matchup, it didn't go up against any of these movies. Here, Here's how we'll connect it. What do you think cost more to produce Big Man Japan undies or all of the underwear for the uh, cheaper by the dozen bakers dozen family? They had to they, I bet they had to do a lot of underwear takes of that meat underwear. Honestly, yeah. I actually bet like no joke. The costume department hated working on cheaper by the dozen because like fuck these kids. And it's a kind of evident because they dress <laughs> awful. They're fashion whack. Yeah. <laughs> And thanks for saying that, Jake, because normally yeah. it's me that has to comment on people's fashion. Yeah. <laughs> um, like and if my we, fashion all the time. 
<laughs> Only off the record, Jake. Come on, oh, don't sorry. air our dirty laundry here. Sorry. Literally dirty laundry. <laughs> Meanwhile, costume design in Pacific Rim. Uh, they got fucking sweet robot suits. Uh, Do they wear yeah. underwear? So cool. Ooh, do you think they're barren? There? Which character? Which characters in Pacific Rim do you think wear underwear, and which ones don't? Charlie Day the- doesn't. Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman doesn't, and that's why they kind of vibe. I think the uh, the son of the the other guy, the hotshot son, he doesn't yeah. wear underwear for sure. No undies. Idris Elba wears underwear, but he wears those like tight ones where like he's a model. You know? For him, it's like a military thing, though. I think it's this part is of his like uniform. my Calvin's, though, as well. I could mm-hmm. see him being a Calvin. Cl- Maybe I'm just thinking of Idris Elba, but you just want to see Idris Elba <laughs> in his undies. Yeah, yes, I'm not afraid to say yes. Undies, Idris Elba, <laughs> Idris Elba undies. Remember when Charlie Day? Remember when Charlie Day was like. <laughs> This is a new one, I promise, I promise. Remember Charlie Day was like, they're like, you'd kill yourself. And he's like, or I'd be a rock star. That's my energy, Charlie Day. I feel like half the stupid shit I do, they're like, Jake, that's dumb. But I was like, but what if I'd look cool, you know? I'm just really fucking with Charlie Day right now. Which is good, because I think he is such a fun character in that movie. His The side story could have been like worthless, but they made it important, and I think it's really cool. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure, which is pretty fun to me. Meanwhile, cheaper by the dozen side stories. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, dude. He, why is he uncredited? <laughs> why is Ashton Kutcher uncredited? <laughs> do you think that's his choice? I will not be in that movie. His agent was like, this is like, you can't do it. This is going to be a career ender for you if you get a credit <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, because he had such a blossoming acting career. <laughs> yeah, you well, don't remember in, um, the butterfly effect? Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. Well, it's probably also after that 70s show. Is that? Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay. That's what he's famous. Yeah. Okay, okay. remember Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> dude, rem- dude, where's my car? Um, Was he in that? <laughs> yeah. I, he was the car. Is that? Uh, that's why there, you didn't see him because the car's gone is there a giant woman in that movie yep, I was almost gonna pick dude with my car <laughs> that is I was very, but I knew you guys would shit on it and I don't know if I'm ready for that I don't do you like that movie <laughs> yeah it's one of my guilty pleasure like it's an awful movie like it's very okay. bad I lump it in with Harold and Kumar go to White Castle yeah, yeah it's no and you're right too <laughs> <laughs> we um I don't think we have ever had a conversation more off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Something I want to talk about for Pacific Rim that I think is really, really cool that I didn't know until I did a little bit more reading about this movie. The cockpits. Nice. Of all the Jaegers. (laughs) You one eyed. (laughs) Um, The cockpits of all the Jaegers were actually um, like all practical effects. Yeah. They actually built them. And apparently all of the actors hated going in them um, (laughs) because it was it. You know, it's like a stand that actually gyrates and moves. It was apparently super hot inside of it. And you're also inside like the big Jaeger pilot suit. Yeah. Um, So it was just like this sweaty, really intense, like workout, (laughs) basically, that you're just like sweating buckets, exhausted when you come out of. And I think that speaks to Del Toro's commitment, dude. Yeah. Commitment to detail. 
mm-hmm. is he did not want he, like he wanted that the the effects of the movements, the thrashing inside the cockpits all to feel really real. I will say, though, that's great and all. But sometimes it came at the expense of other stuff that was like so obviously green screen and like it was brutal. And I was like, oh, man. You did sure. so well in other things like the green screen at the very end is the thing that pops out to me, like the with the water. That was yeah. brutal. Uh, I was like, oh, man, like that could have been better. But you probably just ran out of money like that. That's simply what it is. Like, it, it's not like a negative on the movie because they did so much care for other things. And I'm like, I can excuse that. But brutal, you know, I, th- I think one of the things that's curious about that is that scene is such an egregious example because there are so many others where they combine practical effects with green screen yeah. use. The Jaeger collapses and he, after Raleigh has piloted it by himself in Alaska. Yeah. That like leg of the mm-hmm. Jaeger is an actual set piece. Yeah. Um, just the rest of the robot was green screened in, which is just so fascinating. That's why I was disappointed. <laughs> like when, when they seem to be lazy in other areas, you know, it's so funny to me that you guys are talking about the green screen in that ocean scene. I didn't even notice. I was so focused on like them and their faces in that moment that the I emotional like, didn't even look at the water. See, well, we I know mean, how Jake feels yeah, about them. My, my, my problem with that is I didn't feel an emotional like whatever with them. And so I was like, I like watching this movie because it looks good. But then it didn't look good. So I was like, oh, no, Adrian. That's what that voice reminded me of. Adrian. You guys remember Real Steel? <laughs> Hell yeah. I never saw Real Steel, but I played the fuck out of the video game of it. It was, it was a good fighting game. You're revealing yourself to be such a gamer on these episodes. You know what? That's okay. Hey, I mean, I hope people have sped run by this point the uh, Godzilla versus... <laughs> three giant monsters. Three, three giant monsters. Wait, we talked about that in this episode, not the other one. Yeah. Wasn't that this episode? Yeah, but maybe How they stopped they have... the podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that we <laughs> should ask our audience. About? I don't think we should stop ask our audience to stop listening to a podcast to play a game. It's so six minutes. You're if, fine. If, if the, well, that's only if they're good enough to beat it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if there was a cheaper by the dozen video game, maybe Holy there was. That'd be what do you lit. think it'd be about? destroy all monsters <laughs> i know this isn't what it would be about but i would want to play a game where you play as ashton kutcher trying to uh escape the antics Ooh, it's like a oh it's like resident it's evil like a, village it's like a saw game yeah. where you're mm. like trying to escape their horrible traps there should be like an insanity meter like that one gamecube game where like it fucks <laughs> with the game like ashton kutcher slowly starts to lose reality and then he pe- thinks like am i on a prank show and then like when he escapes he does his own prank show as the only way to cope called like pranked or punked or something yeah like, that would be a good title yeah what if he has meat underwear the whole time so it's like a timed thing because you're getting chased by the dog the whole game and uh. so if you get caught by the dog uh it eats your grapes and then <laughs> and the dog dies and that's no good because dogs can't eat grapes uh, audience warning please don't feed your dog grapes yeah yes, that's a serious warning don't do that please oh nice the please again <laughs> your pleases are so damn polite oh, wow. they're so damn polite your pleases wow something i think gets brushed over so easily in pacific rim i just want to talk about a tiny bit because i think it's such a fascinating plot point the fact that they're like, the Jaegers keep losing. <laughs> End the program and put the money towards the giant wall that we know doesn't work. Yeah. I don't. It's political understand. commentary before they knew 
what was going to go on. Oh, damn. Wow. Del Toro could see the future and he was afraid. Yeah. Here's the thing. The line in the beginning where they were like, when you fight in a Jaeger, you can fight a hurricane and you can win. And I was like, that's not true, man. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I, I know you're trying to hype up the Jaegers. You can't beat a hurricane, dude. Well, maybe it's a category one. Well, you may be able to like, (laughs) I don't know, survive it, but you can't beat it. It's a pretty cool comparison, though, that they like say you can fight a hurricane and then the the kaiju are like categorized like hurricanes are. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's kind of clever. I didn't think about that. I, I would. I really think the cheaper by the dozen family could probably beat a hurricane before a okay, Jaeger if, could. Which of the cheaper by the dozen characters and you can't say the twins Damn would it, match up <laughs> in a Jaeger? Which of they them would work together compatible. in a Jaeger? Yeah, which which uh, kids are drift compatible? Uh, Ashton Kutcher and the dog. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> the dog would be too distracted by his nuts the whole time. Just, just imagine the scene of Ashton. Like you see the outside of the Jaeger and it's battling this huge kaiju and it's going back and forth um, as it, it cuts to the inside. <laughs> and you see Ashton Kutcher's face sweat and uh, some blood dripping out of his nose as he turns to his left. <laughs> it's just a dog. Uh, <laughs> and and he he looks at the dog and he's like he d- he knows inside you know it, it's unspoken because you know they're in the drip like they can hear each other's thoughts um and he pulls the release on the dog's thing and it shoots out <gasps> into the the life beacon no. what if during cheaper by the dozen during the scene where the dog is eating ashton kutcher's nuts <laughs> you see ashton kutcher look down and the dog looks up and they make like prolonged eye contact and you just see both of their lives flash before their eyes and then cut and to that's, when the they, Jaeger. that's when they learn they're drift compatible Imagine imagine going into the drift with that dog and you now, since your minds are melded, you know what it feels like to bite your own balls. It's not even knowing. It's experiencing biting Ashton Kutcher's balls. I'm going to cry. Oh, yeah. So I'm ready to vote. (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm ready to vote. If y'all are. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know what I want to vote for. I, I'm sure there's more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we hit all the hit all the topics. I don't know. <laughs> all the major talking points, I think. <laughs> all right, Jake, who, who are you voting for? All right. So, yeah, I can vote. And um, much to everyone's shock and surprise, I'm voting for Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. I, I, I mean... I, I think the thing that sold me was the Del Toro stuff and the care that he takes. And I just love him as a filmmaker. So like that's surprising. Alex, you want to ask Marina what you're allowed to vote for? Hey, honey, do I have to vote for Cheaper by the Dozen again? She said, duh. Um, so I will be voting for Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> Cost of making your fiance hate the two of us. Um, oh, no. I'm voting for Pacific Rim. The, the toll it will bear. Thank you.
<laughs> we'll take the heat, Alex. We'll take we'll the take, heat. We'll take the heat. And end this curse that I am under. But remember, when you do uh, frame it, just remember that Matthew went last, so he mm-hmm. was the deciding factor. <laughs> I put the I put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. And um, I can I can say I fought so hard. I tried so hard. I'm yeah, so sorry, honey. It's not like she listens to the, the podcast. <laughs> Well, hell, yeah. Pacific Rim moving on. Uh, Pacific Rim in the finals. Wow. And now we've got Destroy All Monsters versus Glad with the Chance of Beatballs. I haven't introduced one yet, so I'll go. We'll start with Destroy All Monsters. I know it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, 1968 movie directed by Ichiro Honda, who had that sweet dedication at the end of Pacific Rim. You, you, that's you trying to be like, oh, look at how cool it would be if these went up against each other at the end. That's what that yeah. move is. I'm already voting for this, Matt. I'm already I just voting think for it's Destroy so All Monsters now. Guys, let's vote. Let's vote. <laughs> Dude, Matthew's cheeky with his descriptions. He's always like, the best, the most innovative. Like, I love I'm it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be more objective. I'm sorry. I just, uh, my passion comes through. I love it. I love your passion. All the monsters live in peacefully on monster land. They want for nothing until the Killax arrive. Space alien lady race that are actually rocks. All the monsters get together, destroy so many cities across the world. But then they all join up to uh, beat the heck out of the aliens until they leave and are killed. And Godzilla's son is in this movie. (laughs) Wait, I like how you say all the monsters are living peacefully on monster land. But like, it's not like they just like choose to live there. There are scenes in the beginning where they're like trying to leave. And the monster team is like, we can't let them leave. Spray gas at Godzilla. So he goes back on the island. Like. It's not that's exactly just, like, the voice to too. That's exactly the voices. It, like, <laughs> did you guys watch? I don't know if there is an English dub. I assume there is. I watched the Japanese. Okay, uh, version. Oh, I watched the English dub. Is it? Is good? there an English I don't dub? Think I've ever, no, I've it's ever atrocious, it. but it's so funny. <laughs> Oh, I kind of want to watch it now. That's why your 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 comment about the the uh, the French accented voice. Yeah, uh, didn't I didn't remember. That. I was like, I was like, what? There, like, there's a scene where it's like, what's wrong? You'll find out. Hurry, come back. I wonder who licensed the dub. That puts That's such so a different spin on this movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, it is going yeah. up against Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Inventor, Big Food, Big Mayor, Chicken Man. Um, that's this movie. The question I think we're all wondering, Brent gets big yeah. versus the monsters. Big Man, big man Brent. Chicken Brent. Brent is taking on every single one of them besides maybe Ghidorah. Like, well, mm. Brent in a chicken suit knows Kung Fu, it, it would appear. Um, mm-hmm. I think and the, the monsters are just kind of kicking. Yeah. And clawing, so I kind of think Brent wins. No, Brent. Brent has form, like he has he has precision. Yeah, it's artistry. Atomic breath. Okay, Just it would cook the chicken. chicken. Nice, mm. nice, nice. We're on the same page here. Delicious. I'm hungry, guys. I think point. Brent would have trouble with Rodan flying around. How Brent? How how Brent going to get up there? Chickens can't fly. Can't jump that high either. And okay, what's with the one monster, Matt? What's the name of the monster that jumps? You know which one I'm talking about. You're thinking of the leaping man in Big Man Japan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There was one monster that looked, it was just like a T-Rex, but it jumped a lot and it had like kangaroo legs. Wow. You don't even know the jumping monster. I want to say it's Kumanga, I think. Could be. What was the, 
Some of the monsters. No, it's in, the spider. In, Some of the monsters in this movie are so dumb. The spider just comes out of nowhere. But like the one that's just like an ankylosaurus with a bunch of horns that like charges at things. Yeah. Uh, They're so good. I I was just a grub. (laughs) I love how poorly used like half the monsters are. (laughs) It's like they have a cast that's too large for their own good and they don't know what to do with it. And they're barely in the movie. Like, I wish the monsters were in it more. Oh, God. I think that final battle where they all beat the shit out of Ghidorah (laughs) makes up for it in my mind. That is not the final battle. There's also a scene where a spaceship is on fire flying around and it's like fire god or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The way they call it fire something. And then it's just a spit like, (laughs) why is that in the movie? There's no reason for there to be another fight with another thing that's jamming their signals. Oh, because it's cool. Also, I love the I don't know if it's in the English dub, but the line where they're like where you have like this play by play commentator um, over the Ghidorah (laughs) monster fight. Yeah, it's so funny. And then after the signal jamming ends, they're like, they instinctively know their true enemy, the Killax. <laughs> it just it, it really there's a scene where it's like, have I told you my son is on the moon talking to that random cop? <laughs> and the cop's like, is he, is he all right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> this like, wild. I, lo- I love that. I do have a question, uh, probably for Matthew Alex. If you know, chime in. Has Japan made any like modern kaiju movies? Ooh, I wanted. Modern. I know. I know. We've tried to like America, wh- whatever the genre with like Godzilla, Godzilla vs Kong, whatever. Blah blah. I mean, Big Man Japan is kind of a kaiju. Like, yeah, 2007. You know? I'm talking about like. Oh, recently? recent like I'm talking and I'm talking ones that aren't aiming to be mockumentary and also like poke fun at the badness of like the kaiju like I'm talking about like what um, if they there made were, like a- there were some Godzilla movies from like the mid 2010s I haven't seen them stuff like Godzilla city on the edge of battle Godzilla planet of the monsters yeah I would just love to see like a modern and like another political thriller or something. Yeah, that would be so good. There was also the 2016 Shin Godzilla remake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so there there have been. Um they're not as good as the the original 54 Godzilla I think is just such a actually good movie. Not to say that Destroy All Monsters isn't awesome, but <laughs> it, it they had a message they wanted to communicate. It wasn't just like we want big monsters to fight stuff and destroy yeah. things. Yeah. It was like, hey, we want to critique the U.S.'s use yeah. of nuclear weapons and the destruction it wrought on our country. I really want someone to remake this movie, but with the exact same budget and the exact same quality of costume, <laughs> but like with better camera quality. <laughs> And I want to see, like, I think that movie would be so funny. We're going to be setting up a GoFundMe, actually. Um, (laughs) We're going to do it. (laughs) Like, I would, I would unironically love that shit. Be so fun. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. How many sequels did it have? Just one? Just the one, which also is a good movie. It, the second Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I think is, I think what it does is very interesting in terms of sequels. It very much is similar to, Shrek 2 in that it takes what happened in the first movie and expands on it in such an interesting and dynamic way. Yeah, I remember really enjoying it. Is that the one with like one of the best jokes of all time where it's like there's a leak in the boat or is that the first one? That's the second one. Yeah, but so so the second one, though, is fully set up by the 
like beyond just the premise, like, oh, it's a sequel. None of it can happen without the incredible turn of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs where the food becomes sentient. Yeah. When the like pizza starts flying out of the meatball and chasing them in the flying car too. the gummy bears landing on the wing. Incredible joke uh, yeah. referencing Twilight Zone. Like yeah. the, the, the yeah. final, the yeah. third act of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is so smart and it's so well done. Su- like the jokes are so clever and it's such it's such good pop culture like callbacks and it's it's very well done. Like it's a very fun written movie. I wonder what it is, but for some reason, I don't I guess a lot of it just didn't click with me or didn't you know? Yeah. Because like I totally didn't notice pop cultural jokes in the last third. I'm sure some of them wow. I did. That's so interesting. What I think is so good about the arc of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and especially in the context of this bracket, is that every move, like every ramp up in intensity and like edge towards the climax is literally a move of getting bigger. The premise just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The food getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The mayor getting um, bigger, bigger, bigger. The mayor bigger. getting bigger. The food getting bigger to a point of like bigger intelligence. Yeah. The I just think that that final arc is so good. And then the conclusion of... Looking down at his feet, the spray on shoes, spraying it up. That's referenced all the way in the beginning of the movie of I stared at defeat and found hope. Like he looked down at his feet (laughs) and found the like, it's just I think this movie has so many smart jokes and going into it, you expect it to be food puns. I said this last time, but like it has no right to be as smart as it is. And I think it's so good. I guess I was just like, like I pick, you know, I picked up on some of this stuff but like i guess i was just so put off by how uncomfortable their relationship dynamic was <laughs> that like it yeah. permeated through so much else of the movie because like the you know real time my experience taking notes i like a lot of the humor up until there you know his first attempt to kiss her and then like i you know have basically no more comments about jokes other than Brent. That's so wild to me. Like the rat birds, like so many of the jokes just like coming back. It references itself so much in such an effective way, I think. It's wild to me that you you didn't see it or it didn't leave an impact with you. I wonder how long it took the creators of the book to um, come up with meatballs as the food he would be like cloudy with a chance of. Considering the book is like 30 pages long. I bet that was the hardest part, you know, because like Choosing what food cloudy, it's be. cloudy with a chance of pizza. Now that doesn't hit as hard. Cloudy mm-hmm. with a chance like, of like a is the correct answer. Yeah. Meatballs is 100% land, the correct like, answer. How did they land that? That's such a stroke of genius. That's what I'm giving credit towards right now. Yeah. <laughs> to the to the adaptation. Yeah. Some of the lines, though, even the food puns, I think, are really clever. Like the scene where. Uh, it first rains cheeseburgers and Sam Sparks is on the news and she's like, you've never seen a shower meatier than this. Like that is such a well-crafted pun, you know? Also, I just think it's it's good. Some, I think something else I didn't really like with Claudia with a Chance of Meatballs, just because you, you mentioning her news coverage, is just how ham-fisted they are about like... Ham, ham-fisted. <laughs> ham-fisted, thank you. <laughs> good one. About good one. like, sh- she is pretty girl can't be actually smart must play dumb no it's not that pretty girl can't actually actually be smart must play dumb it's that can't be pretty if smart it's not that can't be smart if pretty like yes it's doing the other thing 
which I think yeah. is like the whole movie is about smart people can be cool and interesting, which is like that's what this movie is trying to show and do. Yeah, I get that. I just think it misses with Sam specifically. Like, I, I just think it's so convoluted that she has to pretend to be dumb. Yeah. And it's also something that Anna Ferris has to do a lot in her career, <laughs> like for yeah. all the movies, like it's a trope. She has to play a lot. Um, yeah. It would be more interesting to see like someone do yeah, animate a just who isn't just a blonde white woman, like playing into that same trope. I, I kind of see where, where Matthew's getting at with that. I do see how they tried to like expectations subvert it. I kind of, I'm in between that fence where you guys are at right now. I don't think it's, I don't think though they're trying to like subvert expectations. I think they are playing into that trope purposefully to not like twist expectations, but to twist the trope itself of being like, it's not a pretty girl can't be smart. It's that a smart girl can't be pretty, you know, like it's a, I just think it's a different thing. I get where you're coming from, but I, I think it hits. I don't know. It just, it just didn't for me is, is sort of my, my thing, but that's okay. You know, not enough monsters. True. You know, you're saying not enough monsters. What do you guys think about Monkey Steve? He's in the movie. Monkey Steve's a he's a little monster throwing poop around. But he's a little monster, not Mm. a big monster. So he listens to Lady Gaga. Big in his heart. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw Destroy All Monsters, this is when Jeff Bezos was about to launch into space or he did launch into space. Yeah. Um, wow, his rocket ship really looked like their rocket ship, didn't it? No, that's what I'm I saying. Crazy? I was like, in Am another world, that? yeah, in another world, this is what the Jeff Bezos <laughs> launch leads to. And Jeff I kind Bezos of prefer that space, <laughs> Gets in the and moon, Monster Land is compromised. Monster. Yeah, that's so funny. I love how much they cut to Godzilla and destroy all monsters, and it's just him going <laughs> like that's the it, and then arms. they like go away. They just cut to him randomly. It's so good. We haven't talked about the dad at all in Clyde with the Chance Meatballs. What are your thoughts on on that dad? Oh, I think he's a good cartoon dad. I just like his mustache. And I sardines. like how his mustache mirrors his eyebrows. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of funny. Why do you hate the dad? I don't hate the dad. Why do you want to kill the dad? Why do I want to turn myself into an animated character, go into this movie and destroy their town because of the dad? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Be- <laughs> um because i i don't know man why is he so not supportive of his son for a lot of the runtime he's a nerd he's not trying to be unsupportive he wants his son to be more like him and then by the end he turns and realizes why he's wrong okay yeah i mean i yeah it feels like he he's he's you know and he also wants there to be some form of like success and he doesn't understand and it's like his wife is dead and fucking classic single parent story yeah, I mean, realistically, I don't actually have a ton of problems with the dad. Matt wants to kill the dad. What? Um, what? <laughs> and he's going to do it. <laughs> this is a question I'm levying at both of you. If you were a monster from Destroy All Monsters, what monster would you be? And how would you destroy the dad? <laughs> how would mm. I destroy the dad? It's a good question. There's so many monsters to choose from. I really like how the spider one just shows up at the end, but I think I would be... Um, hated that. You actually just reminded me of that, and I hate spiders. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. It's okay. But he lives on Monsterland. He can't he can't give get to you. Thank you. Well, Thank you. they didn't show it on Monsterland. I don't think the spider was on Monsterland. Don't it tell me that. It lives on Monsterland. They don't all live on Monsterland. Thank you. I would be Manda, which was the long snake dragon. I like that was the one scene where I thought it looked really, really good of the snake Manda like winding around the highway. 
and like coming around. Like I thought that one scene of practical <laughs> effects looked really good. Everything else, you know, was what I expected it to be. It's from the from 1968. Yeah, yeah, exactly. on, a, on a limited budget produced in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think I'd be uh, Ghidorah because I'm the best and <laughs> I would. Yeah, I am the king of monsters. I would destroy the dad by <laughs> grabbing him with two of my three heads and then grabbing his head with my third head and tearing him into three pieces. No joke. I watched Twilight. I watched all the Twilight movies this week, and that is how they kill vampires. They rip their arms yeah. off and then their heads off and then they light and them on heads. fire. And that's how you kill a vampire. Is Flint Lockwood's dad a vampire? Did Matt yes. just lock into something? I did. Yes. Why do you think he doesn't know how to use the computer? <laughs> <laughs> He's too old. Yeah. It's always cloudy. We never see the dad in the sun until the end. Does the dad sparkle? No, he hasn't killed yet. He hasn't well, killed uh, I'd be the, uh, I'm switching it up. I'd be the, late, the lead lady alien, and I'd kill people with my, <laughs> with my political tactics. Uh, but be careful not to go somewhere that's too cold, or you'll turn into a rock again. Yep, yep. I'll turn into the rock. Flex Cabana, come on yep. out. Oh shit! No. Wait, did we get? Fle- oh damn! They were supposed to no, come. I thought no, no. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, unfortunate, or Dwayne Flex Cabana Johnson. Why did I write this joke? I thought he was going to come. Matthew, you're, you're supposed to tell <laughs> I, me what the fuck, dude. Un- un- unfortunately, you I fucked up this is really unprofessional, Matt. dude. Like, I, I, Matt, you I, fucked up the oh whole. Oh my script. god. Dude, I, I know I only him. met you like a month ago, but this is really unprofessional. And I really think like, it, look, I replaced that dude, Jake. <laughs> no one noticed. Like, I got the better mic. Like, I just I, I, I want better from y'all. I want better. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Completely off the record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're wow. back. I'm Jake. Uh, <laughs> Jake. Uh, can I just read this comment from the Internet really quickly? Yeah. Unless someone else has like a, a, a point of comparison. Go for no, it. Go for it. From Laserbem. Destroy all monsters should be renamed to the brutal gang stomping of King Ghidorah <laughs> by Godzilla and Gorosaurus <laughs> and Towelboy and Gurus, while everyone else just sits around playing cards. That's a good title, though. <laughs> it's short, sweet, succinct. I, I think people really gravitate towards that. Yeah, it really grabs your attention. Someone um, should put that on a movie poster, actually. That'd be pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, I can make an edit. Yeah, please do. Um, it's all right, but Final Wars does everything better. I disagree with this person, but yes. <laughs> I just, I, you know, th- this is where I stand, finally. I, wi- I wish, on one hand, with Destroy All Monsters, I wish there were more monsters. And in Cloudy, I never, I never, like, I got enough food. So... You know, it delivered on the meatballs, but the monsters didn't deliver on the monsters. And I think that's where my heart's at right now. So you, is that, so your, is that vote? your vote? Oh, I, I mean, that's just like my, my, they don't know what I'm going to vote for. I could switch things up and randomly do destroy <laughs> all monsters. I mean, after saying a sentence like that, if you vote for destroy all monsters, it kind of seems like you have an agenda. I do. I have an agenda. And my agenda is the big monster lobby. <laughs> I have been paid off by Big Monster to get you to watch movies with Kaiju in them. That's fair. And I played the audience like a fiddle. Wait, Matt, what's a big monster in Big Sick? Think about it. It's Ray Romano. I'm sorry. I answered my <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ray Romano. I'm sorry. No, he had to sneak one in so he didn't seem obvious what he was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's playing the long game. Deborah. You can't fool me. 
I worked for Big Monster as an intern for years. <laughs> yeah, you probably saw me high up in that corporate chart. <laughs> I sure did, and I hated you. Yeah. Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you voted against the sweet fire dragon in Promare. <laughs> That's, exact, that's exactly so why. Rad, that's exactly why. Uh, do you guys feel comfortable voting right now? Yeah, I guess we can. <laughs> yeah, I, I can vote. I am triumphantly voting for destroy all monsters, <laughs> despite the fact that all the monsters are not destroyed. Yeah. And they just destroy <laughs> Ghidorah. Yeah. I am voting for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs uh, because it does get cloudy and giant meatballs fall from the sky. And also, I think it's a better movie. <laughs> tisk tisk. So much to everyone's surprise <laughs> kidding i'm voting for cloudy with a chance of meatballs <laughs> I, I, I i couldn't do it i was thinking should i do but i was like nah I, I i shouldn't i do think that destroy all monsters is worth a watch with some friends if you just want to have a good funny time you know destroy all monsters is a good movie it's definitely worth a it's watch. on pbs guys i <laughs> had to put in yeah a kaiju movie so i went for we it's big bracket big monsters no kaiju movie do you get m- more quantity of different monsters absolutely <laughs> so then what is, what's our final looking like guys it is pacific rim versus cloudy with a chance of meatballs big That's robot exciting. big food it, it was almost cheaper by the dozen to destroy all monsters so <laughs> i think we're what a world it would have been if that had been the final and it was like very closely almost that so that's pretty insane guys we'll do honorable mentions for our finale so keep a lookout for that you know the world's your oyster there's a bunch of things that are big and we'll probably (laughs) include any and all of them you know probably not oysters though oysters are pretty small yeah and try to beat my speed run record of godzilla vs. three giant (laughs) monsters we will be streaming it on twitch uh if you ask us to (laughs) if you ask us really really nicely and we're talking about you, person listening. We're talking about yeah. one specific person, and you know who you are. If you ask us, we'll do it. Uh, and we are considering asks to stream Destroy the Monsters uh, in tandem with asks to read the Sonic script. So if you ask us to, to play Destroy Godzilla vs. Three Monsters, it also counts as a vote for us to read the Sonic script. And maybe we'll, we just want to read we'll, the Sonic script. Uh, maybe I bought a fucking $100 Sonic <laughs> costume for nothing, audience. I expected to get those 10 tweets, audience. <laughs> hey, we said they had a lifetime wow. to do it. We're going to do over like 60. <laughs> 60 years old. There's going to be like 80 Sonic movies by then in the same universe. It's going to be as big as the MCU. Yeah. And I look forward to Shadow the Hedgehog's first appearance. <laughs> Amazing. Because um, it's going to be awesome. Shadow the Hedgehog. And he's going to make out with some human girls. <laughs> oh, God, I remember that video game. <laughs> we'll stream that, too, if you want us to. Yeah, follow us on all the socials. At <laughs> uh, Tough Cut Pod, on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. Twitch, we play, we're going to play video games, Sonic Adventure Battle 2. Uh, I <laughs> Dude, love that game. I'll spend, I I'll love spend that hours game. in the Chow Garden. Because um, I'm a game. gamer. If you like the show, share it with a friend. And that friend has to have played Godzilla vs. Three Monsters. Or have dressed up in a in a Godzilla movie. Nice. Before we leave, this is a question for everybody. Do y'all remember when Charlie Day was like, guess who's back, you <laughs> one-eyed bitch? <laughs>